0: Tonight's story is called Wolves on Silver Lake. There came a night when moonlight shone silver clear. The earth was endless white and the wind was still. Beyond every window, the white world stretched far away in frosty glitter, and the sky was a curve of light. Laura could not settle down to anything she didn't want to play games she hardly heard even the music of Pa's fiddle she didn't want to dance but she felt that she must move swiftly she must be going somewhere suddenly she exclaimed "Carrie, let's go slide on the ice in the night laura ma was astonished it's light outdoors laura replied it's almost as light as day it will be all right caroline pa said there's nothing to hurt them if they don't stay out there too long and freeze so ma told them you must go for a quick run don't stay until you get too cold laura and carrie hurried into their coats and hoodies and mittens their shoes were new and the soles thick Ma had knit their stockings of wool yarn, and their red flannel undercoats came down over their knees and buttoned in their snug band around their stock. each stocking. Their flannel petticoats were thick and warm, and their dresses and their coats were wool. So were their hoodies and mufflers. Out of the warm house they burst into the breathtaking air and tingled with snow. They ran a race on the snowy path down the low hill to the stables, then they followed the path that the horses and cow had made when Pa led them through the snow to water at the hole he had cut in the ice at the lake. We mustn't go near the water hole, Laura said, and she led Carrie along the lake shore until they were well away from it. Then they stopped and looked at the night. It was so beautiful. They had hardly breathed, and the great round moon hung in the sky and its radiance poured over the silvery world. Far, far away in every direction stretched motionless flatness, softly shining as if it were made of soft light. In the midst lay the dark smooth lake, and glittering moon path stretched across it. Tall grass stood up in the back lines from the snow drifting in the sloughs. The stable lay low and dark near the shore, and on the low hill stood the dark small surveyor's house, with yellow light in the window tinkling from its darkness. How still it is, Carrie whispered. Listen, how still it is. Laura's heart swelled. She felt a part of the wide land, of the far deep sky and the brilliant moonlight. She wanted to fly, but Carrie was little and almost afraid, so she took hold of Carrie's hand and said, let's slide. Come on, run. With clasped hands, they ran a little way. Then, with the right foot first, they slid on the smooth ice much farther than they had run. On the moon path, Carrie, let's follow the moon path, cried Laura. So they ran and slid, right and slid again. On the glittering moon path, in the light of the silver moon, farther and farther from shore they went, straight toward the high bank on the other side. They swooped and almost seemed to fly. If Carrie lost her balance, Laura held her up, and if Laura was unsteady, Carrie's hand steadied her. Close to the farther shore, almost in the shadow of the high bank, they stopped. Something made Laura look up at the top of the bank. And there, dark against the moonlight, stood a great wolf. He was looking toward her. The wind stirred his fur, and the moonlight seemed to run in and out of it. Let's go back laura said quickly as she turned taking carrie with her i i can go faster than you she ran and slid and ran again as fast as she could but carrie kept up i saw it too carrie panted was it a wolf don't talk laura answered hurry laura could hear their feet running and sliding on the ice she listened for the sound behind him but behind them but there was none they ran and slid without a word until they came to the path by the water by the water hole. As they ran up the path, Laura looked back, and she could see nothing on the lake, nor on the bank beyond. Laura and Carrie did not stop running. They ran up the hill to the house, opened the back door, and ran into it, into the lean-to. They ran across the, that and burst through the room, into the front room, and slammed it shut behind them. Then they leaned against it, panting. Pa sprang to his feet. What is it? he asked. What has frightened you? Was it a wolf? Laura? Carrie, Carrie gasped. It was a wolf, Pa. Laura gulped, catching a breath. A great, big wolf. And I was afraid Carrie couldn't run fast enough, but she did. I should say she did, Pa exclaimed. Where is this wolf? I don't know. It's gone, Laura told him. Ma helped them take off their wraps. Sit down and rest. You're all out of breath, she said. Where was the wolf? Pa wanted to know. Up on the bank, Carrie said. And Laura added, The high bank across the lake. Did you guys did you girls clear go clear there? Pa asked in surprise. And ran all the way back after you saw him? I had no idea you would go so far. It's a good half mile. We followed the moon path, Laura told him. Pa looked at her strangely. You would, he said. I thought those wolves had gone. It was careless of me. I'll hunt them tomorrow. Mary sat still, but her face was white. Why? Oh, girls, she almost whispered. Suppose he had caught you. Then they all sat silent while Laura and Carrie rested. Laura was glad to be safe in the warm room with the desolate prairie shut out. If anything had happened to Carrie, it would have been her fault for taking her so far across that lake. But nothing had happened. She could almost see again the great wolf with the wind ruffling the moonlight on his fur. Pa, she said in a low voice. Yes, Laura, Pa answered. I hope you don't find the wolf, Pa, Laura said. Why ever not? Ma wondered. Because, because he didn't chase us, Laura told her. He didn't chase us, Pa, and he could have caught us. A long wild wolf howl rose and faded on the stillness. Another answered it, then silence again. Laura's heart seemed to turn over with a sickening flop, and she found herself on her feet. She was glad Ma's steadying hand on her arm. Poor girl, you're nervous. No wonder. Ma said softly. Ma took a hot flat iron from the back of the stove and wrapped it tightly in a cloth and gave it to Carrie. It's bedtime, she said. Here is a hot iron for your feet. And here is yours, Laura, She, she as she wrapped another one. Be sure to put it in the middle of your bed so Mary's feet can reach it too. As Laura shut the stair door behind them, Pa was talking earnestly to Ma, but Laura could not hear what he had said for the ringing in her ears.